I suppose our Mexican ambassador, RPJ, and Jared Drake. Uh, but first, as always, how's it going tonight, Graham? Uh, not too bad, buddy. I was uh, thinking you are going to call me something there. <laughs> what did you think it was going to be this time? I don't know, Grouchy Graham or something like oh, that. Oh, Grouchy Graham. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Grouchy Graham Dunlop. I'll have to put that in the book. Okay. No, it's good to have you guys, uh, good to chat with you guys again. Yeah. Howdy, hi. Send in your alliterations for Graham. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to be back here in the second uh, passport for Great America. Passport 2.0, baby. Nice. A few nice. new faces, a few, a few old faces, a few new faces. It's actually one of the funnest times I have is talking to listeners and stuff and getting people uh, to talk about crazy shit or whatever they want. No agenda. We should do it again. Yeah, well, I think we do two or three a year. Yeah. Maybe we could even squeeze in four. So, uh, how are you guys? Welcome back to the show, boys. Jared. It's great to be here. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, all good here. All good. Middle of winter down in New Zealand. Middle of winter in New Zealand, I think, is a lot better than the middle of winter in Calgary. Yeah, that's funny. Time, time shifts. We yeah. get even farther apart. Technically, we get closer together, but logistically, we get farther farther apart. Yeah, yeah, and it's really hard to get used to. Like tweeting to you today, I was like, "Let's just do it in hours." Like, how many hours from now is that time? Just yeah, too oh. confusing for me to get an app and figure it out properly. T minus. Yeah, <laughs> it's easier that way. So I can imagine, imagine how diffi more difficult it's going to be when Graham is in Mars, you know? Yeah. I won't make it, man. I already got rejected from that whole thing. Okay, but that's just one enterprise, you know? That's how true. about the, the next, maybe Richard Branson or Elon Musk can say, shit, you know, I'm going to Mars too. That's true, yeah. There you go, buddy. Well, hopefully by then, Joey will be ready to step up. Yeah. And then grandma, we'll just have grandma on the show from time to time. There'll be like probably like a six minute delay or something. It'll be like passport from Mars every, you know, I'll talk to you guys and it'll come out three months later. I'm sure you'll have to <laughs> sign something saying you're not allowed to come on the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's a guy from Wellington that's on the shortlist. Um, you know, they went to university, not from here, not far from here. Um, and they're making a big deal about it on our national news just recently really? they had him on yeah it was in the newspaper he's like i think they're down to 600 or something like that like they've cut it right down to that and so he's on that list and um yeah they're really making a big deal about it it's on the news <clears throat> and they have the eerie you know spaceman music playing in the background Aww. it's hilarious mm. so 
really just just don't know how to approach it i think is he handsome no i don't know you what know the fuck? why does it really come into it well because it it's it's got to i mean this is like uh you know reality show pickings right what the fuck is wrong with you what why are we talking about this hey uh you should get him to come on okay does wellington know it's a, does does wellington national news know that mars one is a scam <laughs> <laughs> Wellington National News. It's actually a, a entire national news. Do they have an it's email like, address? I, I feel like I should notify them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because what is it? How much is it per person? 90 bucks or something. 40 bucks, but you could also re-enter. Like, I was yeah. solicited to re-enter again. So I wonder if I had... Solicited. If I had the money. <laughs> yeah. Now you're on their yeah. mailing list. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I, I know that you paid the first time. So that's what you'll pay again. Yeah. Soon it'll be donations. That's a good way to do it, though. I mean, if, I don't think it's a scam. It's going to happen. I mean, they they were talking Bat. about it again with uh, Mysterious Universe or No Agenda or something. Bet. Yeah, I will bet you. All right, what's, the, what's the wager? It's got to be 40 bucks. A trip to Mars? Yeah, I don't know. What's the wager? Well, think about it. Maybe people should send in what they think the wager should be. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because it's going to take a few years, I think three years, before we could call it. We'll have to come up with some terms and everything, and we'll make it a good one. Look, tell you what, the moment that Elon Musk says that he has finally figured out a plan to, to send someone to Mars, that's the moment when I will jump in. I thought he's already said that, or does he just want to go himself? He has said on several occasions that his wish is to die on Mars. See now, I, see now he knows what I'm That's talking. That's the same about. wish Graham has. <laughs> it's yeah, I think that he actually has the means and the resources to someday accomplish it, or die on the way to Mars, or just die off in space someplace. Well, it won't be such a tragic death, you know. I think there's far worse ways to die. Yeah, in then, you're, then your consciousness is that much closer to the Raelians who can just download you and upload you into a new clone. <laughs> maybe, maybe your consciousness gets weaker the farther you get from Bullshit. the high. Sorry, sorry, I cocked <clears throat> I think I got a buck there or something. From the transmitter. Yeah. So who's the transmitter? I'm the transmitter. Right. Oh no! This is a core. No, you're the, the receiver. The, the Earth is a transmitter. Oh, is it? Oh, really? It's like the mainframe. Right. Oh. Fucking ground control to Major Tom, bitch. <laughs> oh, speaking about the aliens, did you see that? Well, they didn't get their chance to have an embassy in Canada. Oh fuck! Really? Yeah, right. Mom. They didn't give them the four Ks of land that they wanted. No, I think <laughs> I don't think so. For the landing strip. <laughs> that sucks. I was they hoping it would be in our province. Did they say why? Uh, crazy. <laughs> Fuck, you guys will, one day, you guys will be like, oh, those Raelians were right. No, man, they are not right. This guy, uh, Rael, he has a messianic fucking complex, you know, he thinks he's like the half-brother of Jesus and the son of Yahweh. No, sorry, but no. Wow. We'll see. There you go. Time okay. will, time will we'll tell. See. I smell a wager. <laughs> Another one. Another wager. <laughs> this one could yeah. take significantly longer to play out. Oh. Hey, you never know. Well, that is true. You never know. 
So I do have something I could talk about. <laughs> have you guys listened to the latest? I don't know if I want to get into it, but I tried to listen to the last Joe Rogan and Duncan Trussell episode. Mm-hmm. Number six about their uh, TV show. I don't know if you guys listen to that yet. Nope. So are we talking about the Joe Rogan's Questions Everything show? Yeah, but it's the podcast, uh, the last one, um, that you know how he published a podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, the podcast that they made during during yeah. the recording yeah. of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is number six. And, okay, so please remind us, uh, the number six was which one? You know what? He didn't oh, yeah, really, okay. it, it, was a, it seemed like it was a general one. Uh, he they were talking about all kinds of stuff, uh, orbs and UFOs and Bigfoot people and all that. So I couldn't okay. make it past the point where they got into what specific uh, TV episode they were doing. Okay. Because I was getting frustrated with the uh, points of view. Okay. So I don't know. What? If you guys haven't listened to it, I don't know if I want to paraphrase the whole thing. But he was talking about... He's making a connection between the people that he had on the show talking about UFOs and Bigfoot and how they are crazy, and how he was associating it to the fact that they don't get enough sex regularly. Okay, I think that, that I think that the exact quote is that these guys are forty-year-old unfuckable white guys. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't hear him say that. Okay, but I have I have heard him say that in those yeah. same words. And it's just frustrating because he's talking about all the scientific evidence and people like, you know, he's very skeptical on one hand and yet they throw out these things like that on the other. And I, and if he was joking about it, that's fine. But the, the fact that they picked these people on the show that they could have, they could have picked a much better audience. I mean, not audience, but much better representation from both the Bigfoot community and the UFO community. So I don't know. It just smacks of... And I totally agree with you. I think that, you know, Joe should have known better. You know, I think if he wanted to have some experts about ufology, he could have picked people who actually have maybe some scientific degrees. Like, for example, Dr. Richard Haynes, who is the founder of NARCAP. And, you know, maybe even try to get Jacques Berlin. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people he could have got instead of who he got, but exactly, there's a lot of people. But you know, I think he, for some reason or 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 other, he decided to go with the craziest. Yeah, but how much of how much artistic control does Joe actually have himself? Yeah, I mean, it's, actually, it's the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, that is actually a very good question, and yeah, maybe that's pr- one of the reasons why didn't he didn't choose to to continue with the. I, show for a second season. I don't know. His reasoning sounded completely opposite to that. In this podcast, his reasoning was more about the fact that he's traveling all over meeting kooks, basically. Mm-hmm. People that aren't, you know, that don't have a life and that don't have regular sex with people and all this stuff. It's like, really? It's not, it's not about that. I mean, I, it's just, it, uh, <clears throat> it's frustrating because his reach is so big and he's such a smart guy yes, and, he and is. he's, and he just, he, he's, it's like, he can't see past this fucking worldview that people are lying all the time and that I they're actu- fucking crazy. I actually think that uh, a lot of things have changed 
uh, in the time that has passed since he did the show. Like, for example, he had Brian Dooning of Skeptoid, you know, in the Joe Rogan experience. And I think that it was very clear to Joe the, uh, how the mindset of the debunkers work, you know, like, uh, I'm sure you guys have listened to that particular episode, but Brian Dunning, he, he himself made him sound like, a, like an asshole, you know? I mean, it was more than evident that this is a guy who has a, a, a deep need to be always right, you know, always have the last saying in every single argument, even if he didn't have the, 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 the tools, you know, of, of the reasoning to actually, you know, justify his opinion. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Let's hope that it's changing. I think so. Coming over to the dark side. What do you think, Jared? Again, I think, you know, sci-fi, it's, it's, it's a big channel. He's going to have um, a lot of people pulling a lot of strings and some things he's probably not going to agree with, but he's in a contract or was in a contract with them and he's got to go with what their producer and director comes up with. Who's on the subway? Not me. Um, yeah, yeah, so getting back to the show, I, I, I honestly think that the program was something of a mixed bag. There was some episodes that were pretty good and some that were really, really lousy, you know, like that. Mm. The ones about UFOs, it was, to me, it was terrible. The ones about Bigfoot, it was actually, you know, kind of more more fair, more level, because he had the mindset to invite someone like Jeff Meldrum, you know, who is one of the experts in, 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 in Bigfoot and who also has, you know, enough credentials to, to substantiate, you know, his uh, allegations about the existence of these hairy hominids roaming the forest of North America. We got to do fucking Bigfoot, man. We're 60 episodes in and no Bigfoot episode. <laughs> yeah. I know, it's elusive. This Bigfoot is elusive, man. Even Bigfoot episodes are elusive for us, I guess. I even I joined the Southern Alberta Sasquatch Society, and I still can't. we still can't get a Bigfoot episode. So are you telling me that no Squatcher has ever spammed Graham? No. <laughs> Graham is a squatcher now. <laughs> He's a squatcher and a, a UFO contactor. Contact me? Seti. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how's that? How's the C-SETI app working out for you, Graham? Maybe that's the reason why your computer broke down. You guys will all see <laughs> one day. One day. Even one talks day. like a alien. <laughs> yeah. You find That's it. not fair. They're much more well spoken than me, man. This is true. Yeah. Most people are more well spoken than you. That's true. But I'm having fun. That's all it's all about. Yeah. It's all it's all about. A boot. A boot. A boot. A boot. So there you go. There you have it, folks. You guys, you got uh, anything else you want to throw out before we jump into our uh, our phone ends? Um, 
recently we did uh, me and my partner went up to a um uh, a Stonehenge uh, over here in New Zealand, which I found incredibly interesting. To actually, you know, it's a Stonehenge, um, and it's quite a big one that they made. Um, it was really cool to see how it all works. You know, the guy took us around it and showed us, you know, why things are where they are. I don't understand. So they made a Stonehenge replica in New Zealand. Nah. The Stonehenge in, um, was it Baisley Fields or whatever? You know, the one that everybody knows, the Stonehenge. That people okay, sort yeah. No. Well, it is a Stonehenge. That series of rocks set up how they are, that is what's called a Stonehenge. Okay, okay. Okay, so there's thousands of them around the world, apparently. And yes. So they've strong. built one. They've built one over here. It's called Stonehenge Aotearoa. Um, and so it's set up for, for New Zealand and everything's just amazing to see and to see how it works. Um, you know, the, the South Pole star, there's this thing that you look through and if you, if you look through the right spot, you'll see the exact star and it has all these different timings for different parts of the year. And yeah, it was really cool. And, uh, and the guy that took us around was very knowledgeable. And do the stones in that Stonehenge ring, like the stones in the... Famous Stonehenge. They, um, yeah, we we walked around and stood in different spots, and you'd get someone to clap, and you'd get so many different sort of patterns of reverb. It was it was really cool. They showed a couple of videos of bands that have come and recorded there as well, and the symphony orchestra and blah blah blah. And it was yeah, it was really cool. Because this this issue about RQ acoustics is something that is becoming very trendy. You know, it's very fascinating you know there's this guy Paul Devereaux who is the one that first proposed the idea that uh, Stonehenge the, 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 the blue granite stones that they used to, to build these megalithic sites you know the reason mm. why they had to haul them from hundreds of miles away that's because of the acoustic properties of these rocks oh yeah you know and how they might have been used in order, well, to maybe like bring them as if they were some kind of uh, uh, megalithic uh, bell. Exactly, you know, that's that's the thing. <laughs> and I also I found. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Who's the skeptic? Well, yeah. Well, uh, unlike the Raelians, uh, Graham, there's a there's so, some evidence for this, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm just kidding. I, I love I the know. acoustical thing. I mean, we we should delve into that a lot deeper and have somebody on the show. There is this um, article on Fizz.org, you know, this uh, physics website, uh, uh, discussing this site in uh, the Mediterranean, in the island of Malta, called Halsaflieni uh, huh. Hypogeum. Which is an underground complex. Oh, I was just looking at Malta today. Ah, uh, that well, that is another synchronicity. I'm wearing a me no, metallic t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what, the idea is that the, the the this underground chamber has has such a peculiar acoustic uh, characteristics. You know that is obvious that the people who build them they knew how to manipulate sound waves you know uh, how to use them possibly to 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 uh, 
uh, elicit altered states of consciousness, you know, maybe use them to try to uh, possibly die, maybe think they were speaking to their death relatives yeah. or something like that. My mom is close to there right now. So really? maybe I should email her. If you email me a link, I'll send it to her and get her to go visit. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's fascinating, man. It, that, uh, the guy we talked to at paradigm quite a bit there. I love the stuff he was doing too, with acoustics and, uh, meditation and those megalithic sites. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Clint Carter boy. <laughs> the Stonehenge then. So did they say how old it was? This one's been made. This was made in like um, 2008, I think it was. This is this is the one that they've 2008. made. 2008? Yeah. What, with they've tractors and shit? Yep. Out wow. The, like on a bit of land. Um, but, you know, apart from flying all the way over there, this was actually a really cool experience to see. It's like a proper well-made setup. And it's built specific for where it is. You know, of course, it's it's tuned for where it is. Is it on a ley line or anything like that? I think it is. Mm. I mean, the guy was um, pretty full on. He was also explaining that our um, uh, like the, the what's it called astrological charts. Like you know, when you read your um, horoscope in the paper, uh-huh. he had. Um, He's gone through and done it, so he's actually got the proper proper times for the year of what the different signs are because he reckons that, you know, back in the day when they started putting them in the newspapers, they were out by about half a month. And so everybody's sort of gone by those ones when they're actually all incorrect. He, wow, he wrote a book on it. Wow. Yeah. Can he do a so, reading for us on the air? Well, um, he's actually quite keen to talk to you guys at some stage. Sweet. I'm, see, I'm, I'm seeing images of these Stonehenge. Dude, that's not rock. That is some concrete modern yeah, thing. Yeah, That doesn't count. <laughs> but it's a hinge. <laughs> that's shooting. That's it. Sorry. Stonehenge. It's, it's, if, if you want to put it Con- another way. Concrete it's concrete hinge. It's a, a calendar. Okay, and that's what they were designed for in the first fraud. The fraud, I say. <laughs> it's a calendar. Okay. Stop no, looks, picking on me looks, just because I'm a Kiwi. No, did they? No, no, did looks, they move them with? Looks, did they move them by hand, or did they put them up with machinery and it. stuff? Like they built, they got them um, cast, precast somewhere else, and then they just installed it. Like Coral Castle style. Like there. how did they actually lift with them a up? Crane. No yeah. man, they just put the no. crane and. I just thought maybe boots. they would try primitive methods or something like Why that. Was no, that. Who's I think they, they you can't they, just have a hundred guys out there trying to lift up heavy why rocks not? because That's someone's going to get killed then. and then someone's going to get sued. Oh, it's a safety thing. <laughs> I think they, they poured concrete on some kind of like uh, yeah, but this, this is modern construction. Yes, it's precast concrete. Yeah. Weren't is, they making that stuff back in the day though? RPJ, what they call it? Geopolymers. Again? Geopolymers. Yeah. yeah, that was Philip Coppin's uh, uh, theory. Well, not his theory, but he supported that theory. Poor Philip. Yes. Yeah, just go to the link. I've sent a link through. Okay. You can read up on it. Thanks. And I'll send you a postcard. On yeah, the fake we'd, Stonehenge? We'd like your chip yeah, report. Concrete like Henge. We'd like your trip report <laughs> completed. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think we're sort of maybe missing the whole point of what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Did you try know, meditating or anything cool? 
No, just the heaps of clapping and going, uh, and listening to my voice back. Oh. Because it was weird. Yeah, really That's weird. That's what they you get you to do at Chichen Itza, too. I swear there's, like, Mayans up in the jungle just, just fucking for... laughing at you. <laughs> Look at these fucking gringos are all down Clicking there clapping at clapping. the pyramid. <laughs> Maybe Little they mute. should do, like, a drum circle in there or something like that. They do. Oh, do they? There you go. Yeah, they do drum circles. They've had recordings. They've The druids have done all their ceremonies they did this one um the guy explained to us they did this one ceremony and there's an om part of it uh-huh. where they do this um this meditation so to speak and at the end of it <clears throat> he was watching he's he's not a druid he's a scientist <laughs> and um, he was watching and he noticed because this is right out in the country and there's farmland all around it but once they'd finished this part of the ceremony he looked around and all the cattle and all the, you know, every bit of uh, wildlife, every animal, yeah, every animal in the area had come right up to the fences around this. Oh, so weird. They called it, they called it cattle summoning or something. Huh. Um, you know, and it was a way that they used to get the, the sheep in at night or something like that. And all these cattle actually did come up. They had showed us some pictures of it. Seems culty. Let's do one here. Yeah, Let's make does. one here. What a cow. How can it be culty if just because if wildlife want to see your ceremony or hear your ceremony? You keep Everything's your a ceremonies cult these to yourself. You <laughs> well, I think that building a uh, concrete hinge in Calgary will be far more uh, worthy than, you know, trying to apply for a really an embassy. You know what I mean? How about a Grand American embassy? <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll just rent it to the Raelians. No, no, no. Okay, well, we're going to mark up. Can you get us a little chunk of land, maybe a couple square feet? See if we we can get a square foot in every country. Just out (laughs) in some field somewhere. We'll put up a fence. We'll put up a fence. We'll just put up a post. It's like it'd be a little sovereign state. Exactly. Sweet. Okay. You can do that at the Guinness factory, can't you? You can buy a square foot of land there. Can you? Yeah. No, no. It's in Scotland. Well. <laughs> top of the morning to you. <laughs> That's Ireland. Oh. Scotland. Scotland. Can Scotland is... Yeah, it's is All right. No, you can do that the, um, the Jack Daniels. Uh, Jack Daniels is where you can buy a square foot of land around it. Just place to, to to make money, I suppose. And you could also buy a piece of um, square foot of land on the moon at one stage. Yeah, hey, whoa, whoa! I'm actually selling land on the moon. Yeah, you, you can buy your land on the moon through America. Fifty bucks a square foot. Nice. Yeah. Mm. We'll send I'll you put a, a pyramid up there. We'll send you a little picture. We'll send you a little write up that makes you feel real good. And uh, yeah, so buy your moon land through America. In a bag of sand. What do you call realty when it's on another planet? Unrealty? Ex-realty? Exo-realty. Exo-realty? Yeah. It could be, you could just change the whole um, principle behind America and just become exo-realists. <laughs> That's a good scam, man. We'd be making yeah. Mars One money. Yeah. Might as well go 40 bucks a square foot. Yeah. You've got to get there yourself, though. What's that? You've got to get there yourself. You can buy the land, but you have to get oh, there yeah, yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we'll send you a little deed and everything. We'll put some fine print in there, and yeah, it'll be great. Fine print. One, this isn't real. 
<laughs> Two. <laughs> no refunds. Thanks. Two, thanks for supporting the show. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Send us your comments. This is not on the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> right on, gentlemen. Well, thanks a bunch for joining us for this uh, passport intro. And uh, we'll jump into the rest of our calls here quick. And uh, yeah, Passport 2.0. Enjoy it. on the line we're going to be chatting with uh, a Grimerican blogger about uh, he's the author of a paranormal world uh, Jared Grace uh, but first how's it going Graham? Hey Darren doing good here at Passport to Grimerica we got Joey in the studio too hey guys how's it going yeah my fellow psychonaut <laughs> yeah your fellow right. psychonaut yeah how you doing Jared hey good man how you guys doing Good, doing a lot of recording. We recorded our meditation episode this afternoon, and now we're doing our passport. Then we're taking Tuesday off. Nice, nice. So we want to thank you, first of all, for uh, contributing to the website with your blogs. Very interesting. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Thank you for having me. Do you have any uh, interesting ones coming up? Uh, I'm working on a couple. Uh, unfortunately, I've had a little bit of computer problems lately, um, so I've been I've been kind of AWOL from the blog for the last month or so. But uh, we're getting back into it. Um, I'm hoping to do a couple on some uh, cryptozoology type stuff in New England. Uh, we're kind of focusing in on this area because I want to be able to go to some of these locations and give some firsthand accounts on what I find. So we'll see what we can do. Is there quite a bit of cool places like that around there? Yeah, yeah, actually, um, you guys may have heard of the Bridgewater Triangle. That's been kind of in the paranormal news lately. Yeah, yeah, um, I've actually seen it. I think there's actually a Bridgewater Triangle Twitter account now. Yeah, yeah, I follow it, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, they did a documentary that came out last, um, I want to say last fall, maybe last winter. Um, but I grew up right in that area. It's only about maybe 45 minutes south of me. So uh, a lot of stuff down there. they got those uh, Pugwudgies you guys might have heard about. Um, Bigfoot sightings, Thunderbirds, all that stuff. So, a lot of lot of different things to look at. I like ropins. I'm partial to ropins. What's a ropin again? It's like a pterodactyl. Ooh. Yeah. Fuck yeah, buddy. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna go cryptid <laughs> hunting, might as well be riding a ropin around. <laughs> Do you think this is the heavy metal, the movie? <laughs> Big old fucking whip. Yeah, I imagine it looks like the, the cover of Heavy Metal, the movie, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah probably, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know what, that movie kind of scared the shit out of me when I was young, I don't know, like, I think I went with a bunch of friends when I was, like, nine or ten, 
we had one of the my friend's dad was like one of these like real cool crazy dads and I'm sure if my parents knew what he was taking us to I wouldn't have been allowed to go because it kind of changed me forever that movie (laughs) (laughs) so what do you want to do you have anything uh, you want to say mention experiences anything you want to chat about cast us out um yeah, I mean, the, 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 um, the reason I got started on this whole, on the whole blog thing was, uh, you know, I've always been fascinated with the, with the paranormal. I grew up in a, in a house that was active, um, you know, ghost-wise and things like that. Um, so I spent, I mean, the better part of my entire life looking into this stuff and researching it and going to any locations I could go to. But I never really, up until the last couple of years, had any way of really expressing it or really I didn't have the idea of expressing it. So um, I was actually listening to you guys um, one, uh, one night and I heard you mentioned you were looking for bloggers and I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. Let me, let me see what I can get out to the world and you know, what kind of feedback I can get back. And it kind of led me into a whole other realm of wanting to write some books on it and, and doing really far more research than just, you know, the everyday sitting in your house and Googling things, you know? Um, not so that that's, that's how I got with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. But you definitely want to get out there and experience it, though. That, that's awesome, man. That's very similar to what Justin said, too. Uh, he's another yeah. one of our bloggers. And, and really, like that's one of the reasons why I kept calling him Jared. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 But that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this is to open open shit up, just to create another another platform for people to tell their story, right, or tell a story. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, do you, have no, a, it, you know what? It's been successful. Cool. That's good. Do you have a uh, favorite episode so far, or anything you don't like, or any feedback? Um. You know, I gotta tell you, the, the the mushroom episode was a little interesting to listen to. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I, it was it was definitely a change. But um, no, honestly, guys, I think you guys are doing really good. Um, you know, I, I first heard about you when I was listening to, the, to Micah. Um, you know, I think that's where you guys did one of the interviews that, that I heard from you. And um, I, I popped on. You guys always keep it interesting. You keep it cool, really low key and down to earth. I, I like it. I, I like the style, which is why I chose to go with you guys. You know, and try to try to blog on your page and everything. Have you had an experience? Oh, I other than like, the, like, have you had UF, anything UFO or seen a, seen a rope in? <laughs> uh, no, no, no rope ins, but I do have a UFO encounter that I, that I had. Um, I was, oh God, I was younger, 16, 17 years old. Um, I was up in, I was up in Limestone, Maine is what, what the name is. It's way, way up at the tip of Maine. And, um, I had gone up there with uh, with my ex girlfriend and with her family and all this stuff, and um, we were driving home from one of our family friends' house one night. We drove by, uh, we were drove down a road. It couldn't have been more than a lane, you know, a lane wide, but it was it was a two lane road and uh, woods on either side. And I happened to be sitting in the back seat of the minivan, looked um, looked up out behind me, and there was a. Um, orangish yellow ball right above the tree line um, and at first I thought oh, it was just a headlight or something like that but then I realized with the only car on the road I don't see how a headlight could have reflected back and up so I started to um, really kind of stare at it, it must have, I mean it felt like an eternity but it couldn't have been more than 15-20 seconds and um, got kind of a weird feeling about it and then it just took off and um, <laughs> it was a little strange addition to this story um, 
after that event happened, every time that particular girlfriend stayed at my house or I stayed at her house or whatever, I was always apparently waking up in the middle of the night, eyes wide open, and walking over to the window of my bedroom or wherever we happened to be. And I would open up the window, open up the shades, and just kind of stare off into outer space. Just sit there and stare off, and she would wake, try to wake me up, and I'd freak out, and I'd go back to bed, and that'd be it. I would never remember it the next day or anything. It was just really something weird that I experienced with her. I don't know. Creepy. Very strange. Yeah, strange stuff. I don't... I haven't been able to put my finger on what that is. Have you guys seen any owls? <laughs> <laughs> no, no owls. No owls related to that, anyways. Who? The whole owl thing creeps me out, though, I'll tell you that. Yeah, there's something pretty fucking creepy about owls. and. Yeah. I love I love what they said, uh, what Mike Clellan just said about owls, as far as being, like, a, a vehicle for another consciousness, yep. that it's got, like, the sight and the hearing and the smell and, like, all the the senses you would want. If you were to pick like a biological vehicle to use, an and owl would be ideal. And it can fly, yeah. And it can fly, yeah. No, that's, that's interesting, actually. That's a weird way of looking at it. That's, no, that's very cool. Creepy. So no, you, you know, if I, if I got, uh, I got woods in the back of my house here, and if I walk out there tonight and see an owl. <laughs> <laughs> So who do you who would you like to see us have on in the future? Do you got any guests uh, or even like topics that you would want us to uh, maybe some crypto stuff or what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean crypto stuff is always always one of my favorite topics to listen to. I like um, I like the time slip stories. Those are always good. Yeah, time you nothing know, like um, a good time slip. Yeah, time slip. That, that's always fascinating stuff. Um, as far as guests, I mean you guys have knocked off a whole lot on my list, you know, the Nick Redferns and, and Micahs and all that. I mean, it's good stuff. Um, I, you know, I honestly, I don't have a whole lot to, to critique here. I, I think you guys are doing great, and I say keep it up. Thanks, man. We really appreciate that. It's seriously uh, yeah. great, great to hear that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Um, do you have anything else you want to uh, plug before we let you go, or anything else you want to get out there? Um, not a whole lot. Just um, you know, everyone, everyone, keep keep looking at the website. Keep looking at the blogs. Not you know, not just mine, but everyone's that we have up there. And and uh, I'm going to try to make sure that it's uh, a lot more often that I'm able to get on there and, and post myself. So you know, yeah. just keep and, reading and and of course enjoy. that is uh, grimeamerica.ca/slash/category/slash/apw. A paranormal yeah. world. A paranormal world. Yeah. I should. There's going to be a way to make that shorter. I gotta be able to get that category out of there. So yeah, just be yeah. grimeamerica.ca/apw. But it's pretty easy to click on if you just go to grimeamerica.ca blogs and then paranormal worlds right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check them all out. We've got some great uh, bloggers over there, and Jared is definitely among them. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks a lot, Jared. We'll let you get back to your uh, to your busy night, your Saturday night, and. Uh, Thanks, and we'll, we'll be in touch over the website and about the book and everything down the road. That sounds great, guys. Thanks for having me on tonight. Thanks, Jared. Take care, buddy. All right. Take care, man.
All right, next up in Passport to Grand America, we've got uh, our buddy Dave Zare coming back. He, he, he uh, popped in last time. Uh, but first, how's it going, Graham? Joey? Joey's here too, of course. How's it going? Hey, doing good. Enjoying this Passport episode. How are you, David? Welcome back to Passport. Uh, thanks. Good. I'm doing good. Working you to the bone, as usual. <laughs> so tell us what uh, what's new and what... Uh, what do you have? You got any episodes that you've liked since the last time you're talking to us? Uh, no, I really, uh, I like that one. Oh man, what's his name? The I think it's just a couple episodes ago that Daniel Estelin. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one. I like that one a lot. But I mean, uh, they've really just been getting better and better, and. I mean, I don't really say I have a favorite, but and I like them all. And all the guests you have, I mean, I always think about emailing in and saying, "Hey, why don't you try, you know, getting this person?" But I mean, before I do that, I hear you guys mention, "Hey, I'm this person's coming on or whatever." So <laughs> that's cool. How have you been yeah. liking uh, Graham's new segment? Yeah, it's it. I like it. It's pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah, lots of good feedback yeah. on that. It's been weird. Yeah. You know what I was thinking yeah. today? I was thinking, of, I wonder if it's just the person who's typing the quote into the computer that's fucking up the grammar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> most of them are, most of them aren't very. Uh, they're pretty good grammatically. So. Grammatically. <laughs> grammatically. <laughs> Uh, so David, what were some of the ones that uh, like? Who would you want us to have on that? Like. I like the like the consciousness stuff that you do every once in a while. That stuff's pretty good. And of course, you know, UFOs, everybody's into that, but big into that. And, um, yeah, I mean, we got really Terry, everything. We got Terry Tabando coming up talking UFOs and consciousness. Yeah, that's pretty week. good. Yeah, that's oh. a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> Some C-SETI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a crazy interview. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, those are fun. my main topics. Yeah, well, that's what actually we're going to hit more of, too, I think. Uh, and we've got a meditation one coming out, which is kind of consciousness-related. And, and, yeah, we're yeah. going to try and get more of that. Yeah, it's good to hear you like the Esalen one. Was a, we were a little worried we are getting a little on the political side with a few of them. Yeah, but, I mean, you need a little bit of that, too, sometimes. Get your head back in the game. Yeah, there's still a lot of similarities between all these fringe topics. Like, but it's pretty scary. Like, I listened to that Bilderberger group book, and it's 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 crazy. <laughs> it's great. Like, he gets right out there, man. It's crazy shit. Is that like a cookbook? <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, I did want to tell you guys. Um, after I heard that that one about the whole 9/11 thing, yeah, kind of messed up thing. Yeah, Kevin Barrett, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of had a, I mean, I'm from Indiana, not really near New York or Washington, but had something kind of messed up happen that day here. Um, so, like, in the town I live in, Plainfield, it, uh, we have the actual Islamic Society of North America here. And uh, when that day, or on 9-11... Um, 
you know, like every American or whatever knows where they were when that happened. And I was actually senior in high school, and uh, I was going into class, and the teacher had the TV on or whatever after the first plane hit. And, uh, you know, it was before the second one hit. It must have been, like, you know, right after it happened. can't remember the exact time, but... Uh, I was at the classroom was at the front of the school so you could see outside and I just happened you know you sitting by the window there were like three or four black SUVs out there like oh that's messed up and later found out they had the the FBI was there because we had a big Islamic you know population in our class but the messed up thing is is the only uh, FBI office we have is in Indianapolis and I found out, you know, after the plane here, uh, it was only like two or three minutes before, uh, you know, the news picked it up. And it was before the second, you know, tower got hit. So I'm just kind of curious on how the FBI got, you know, a 20-minute drive, and that's, you know, straight through without traffic, you know, that quick. So did they, they had to know beforehand something was going on and why would they come here I mean as far as I know they didn't you know think it was a terrorist two minutes after it hit exactly and why would they be why would they be here and then you know five minutes later they come back on the intercom at school and were like you know if you want to leave you can leave all the Islamic kids of course they were out they went on lockdown and they uh, the fuck out of here (laughs) yeah yeah they actually went on lockdown in their, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, their building, their mosque or whatever. Yeah. They were there for about a week. And, uh, yeah, we had to stay in class because they had the bomb-sniffing dogs and everything. But, you know, everybody was kind of on edge in the first place because, you know, all this was happening. We didn't think anything of it until later on, but... Yeah, the only thing I got was, man, how the hell did they get, you know, it's really about 20 miles from Indianapolis is where I am. There's no way you can get here in three minutes. I don't care how fast you drive. And, you know, lights on, whatever. Yeah, but even still, no like way. you said, they didn't even know. Yeah, like how long did it take before they, um, people owned up to the terrorist attack? It yeah. was like a while afterwards, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think, Pete, you pretty much knew after the second plane hit, right? Right. Yeah. After yeah, when two planes hit two towers, you're thinking something shady. Oh, I see what you mean, but not not labeling who it was though. No, they they owned up to it a little later. I think. Yeah, they didn't find out who it was later. So just that that's crazy. You know, another anecdotal bullet point to add to this. You know, huge book book full of points on crazy truthers. You two are. That was a messed up day, that's for sure. Yeah, and yeah. believe me, not only Americans knew where they were, us Canadians knew where mm-hmm. we were when that happened, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it kind of, kind of. I mean, nothing really cool that happened, but I remember that night going out, sitting at the lake, and just sitting on the top of my car and actually looking up and just seeing the stars. No planes, no nothing. I mean... There was nothing in the sky. That was, I mean, how often do you ever see that, you know? Huh. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I was born in the fucking middle of nowhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks yeah. a bunch, Dave. We'd like to thank you for taking some time out of your, your busy schedule to join us here again. And now we'll have to yeah. make sure we get you back for Passport 3. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely have to come back on for that. Yeah, and thanks for the story about 9-11, too. That's cool. Yeah, no problem. Okay, Dave, well, thanks a lot, and enjoy the rest of your day, man. All right, you guys, too. Okay, and hey, if you have any guests or any topics, uh, email me and let me know. Yeah, definitely will. in America, um, our Mars Staines guy, and of course, uh, newly new author of Alien Cartel, uh, which I, I heard a rumor might be uh, might be uh, some new news there. Oh, gonna really? about. Uh, but first, of course, Graham, how's it going? Hey, good. I'm still trying to get those Alien Cartel video pictures out of my head. <laughs> and, <laughs> I still but, think about that book, seriously. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> And we have Joey here. Welcome, Joey, again. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. I love these little uh, episodes where we can chat with everybody for a few minutes. So, how you been, Ephraim? I've been doing good. So, uh, what's the... Uh, I figured I'd leave the uh, the big announcement up for you with the uh, with uh, Alien Cartel, the latest news. Yes, sir. Well, okay, well, right now it's being produced as an audio book. Ah. That's, yes. And uh, so it's going to be available on Audible.com, you know, really? iTunes. Yeah. yeah. Are you narrating it yourself? No, actually, I have a. No, I don't think people can understand me. <laughs> you know how RPJ sounds, but it's kind of like, you know, I got my New York Puerto Rican tongue. That, can uh, you at least be that uh, gangster dude, that that boss yeah, guy? Right. It could be him. Yeah, Raul. Yeah, the Raul, guy. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that should be available. Uh, Actually, in a couple of weeks, and what I was thinking is have it, you know, have the people buy it via your portal. And don't you still have that Audible thing that you can? Yep, yeah, we do. We do still right. have the Audible portal. Yeah, man, we love audiobooks here. Yep, that's awesome. the only way to roll. Yeah. So, uh, can I ask yeah. who's narrating it then, or do I? Well, actually, I went through, uh, well, Amazon has a, a subsidiary that produces audiobooks. And so they have, uh, gee, like thousands of people who are available for narration. So okay. I kind of gleaned through like 1,200 of these guys, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of, and finally picked one that I liked. So it's, it's, a, it's not like a famous, you know, actor or anything like that. But the guy's got a real good voice, and he's doing a real good job. He's about into Chapter 13 right now. I should and, put uh, my so should name be... on that list. <laughs> be a narrator. Yeah, you get that suave voice, man. I think that worked. Half-baked, you don't call it. The only one you could narrate is Fear and Loathing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's going good. And I've been working on my sequel, uh, Ties of Retribution. So that should be ready pretty soon. And uh, so I want you guys to read that as well when that comes out. Yeah, yeah. Up and coming sure. Nick Redford on our hands here. Yeah, that's, that's right. 
And uh, yeah, so that's going pretty good. And uh, as far as uh, new news, other than that, actually, I got a uh, since our first podcast we did, I was talking about my Martian stains. Um, actually, I got a, a little uh, link to uh, a news source where recently, just in February, uh, uh, a scientist said, hey, we discovered these streaks on Mars, and it looks like they might be water-related. <laughs> so, I said, dude, man, it's like, you know, it's kind of old news, don't you think? But it's kind of interesting that, uh, you know, all this is coming out now. But of course, since a scientist, you know, said it, then of course it's a lot more truthful than when I did it, so. Well, it's still going to feel good. Oh, yeah, totally. It's totally a vindication. Confirmation. Yeah. Vindication. Exactly. Do you think so, some uh, of these guys read your, your stuff at all? You know, yeah, I think so. And, yeah. I, and of course, they're not giving me any credit for it. So, uh, you know, that's, that's another thing there. Huh. But, uh, so anyway, so that's, that's good news. Yeah, that is good news. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's see what else is happening on the Mars front. You know, I wanted to talk about a little bit. Remember that, that rock that appeared out of nowhere? That yeah. NASA, you know, on Mars and... And then it, you know, was there. Then it wasn't there. Then it came back. Anyway, so it winds out that that was actually a, a rock that the the rover had dislodged of a bigger rock, and then it kind of flipped over and landed on its other rock. And so it's nothing, you know. We all thought, hey, it might be something different. Maybe meteorite hit it, or a Martian put it there to say, hey, we're here. But it wasn't the case. You know, it was just a, a regular rock. But I think what was interesting, though, the reason why there's so much talk about it. Because when that first came out, and you looked at it, uh, you know, the NASA website said, oh, yeah, we found this rock, and it wasn't there before. And in other news, you know, they just kind of, like, glossed over it, right? It was like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, what's up with this? Which prompted the one guy to sue NASA to leave, you know, to show, you know, to force them to look at it. And it, yeah, yeah. it, it was an actual biological thing, and it's a fungus. And anyway, it turns out that it was a rock. And... And they actually showed an image uh, of a bigger rock that was missing the piece that was now on this other rock. So evidently, it did get hit, got dislodged, flipped over, and landed on this other rock. But the problem, what I found out was that during this time, uh, Steve Squires, who's the head of this uh, operation out there for NASA, this whole team was totally investigating this, this thing. They were totally excited about it, looking at it, trying to figure out what it was. But they didn't let on that they were doing that. You know, so it's kind of say, you know, NASA is lighting up. It's okay to show people that you're excited about something that's new. Yeah. Instead of trying, you know, instead of trying to hide it and everything. Well, it almost fuels the conspiracy more when they hide it, right? Like if they were just yeah. open about it, saying, "Hey, we found this anomaly and we're we're looking into it. We've got all these guys researching it. Maybe people would, I don't know, let it go a little bit." Yeah. 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 Exactly. Or, and you know, yeah. Or do they want the conspiracy fueled up? <laughs> I don't, they yeah, do. I don't think they, no they, such thing know, they don't like press. Hmm? No such thing as bad press. Exactly, right, right. And, uh, and they tend to do that. Uh, if you remember, like, there was that one thing about uh, a big news, new important discovery. We're not going to tell you what it is yet. Big news coming up. And then what it wound up was that this astrobiologist found this uh, uh, files living in this chemical soup on Earth, and that it might have led to, you know, uh, these things could be alive in space. And, uh, you know, just line up and say, hey, you know, that's what it was. So, anyway, they create more problems for themselves. Yeah. So, so hey, Ephraim, you went to the UFO Congress. I, I missed uh, missed it this year. I yeah, think you I mean, went, right? So how, how was it? I, it was really awesome. Uh, 
I mean, the speakers are great, and I got to see uh, Hamid Mossan. Yeah. He's the Mexican journalist, and he has the most compelling videos of UFOs I've ever seen. And what he did, he showed uh, uh, these UFOs that have like this kind of plasma glow around it. Yeah, yeah. Taken at different times in different places. And it was almost the exact same image, I mean, the exact same craft. And uh, so it's very, very compelling. Huh. I really enjoy seeing that. Hang on, I think I have uh, his 2013 one sitting right over there. Oh, the DVD? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have our down, down, autographed down. Right there, right there. Our alien right No, down, down. Right there, yeah. Oh, Let's okay. See. 2011 is yeah yeah so I've got 2013s right here so so I wonder uh, oh. I wonder if I should order so I wanted to ask you then because um, yeah. I might order some DVDs from from uh, open minds right from the 2014 yeah. UFO Congress oh, yeah. so uh, what ones would you recommend I uh, order what was your favorite well, definitely, your get, favorite, yeah, right, definitely get yeah get 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 means yeah for sure um, and also listen to a Rob Simone you familiar when he get his own podcast? Uh, oh yeah, uh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He spoke really well. Uh, and another one, which is kind of interesting, which kind of relates to Mars as well, is uh, this uh, scientist named uh, Richard B. Hoover. Yeah, and yeah I was thinking about having him on the show, actually. Oh, that that would be awesome. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's a bona fide scientist, and what he had to talk about were, uh, like, for example, like the life forms that were found in the meteorite, the Martian meteorite. Yeah. He totally went to detail on it, and, and actually, it looks like a life form that, he, that was in there. And he talked about Mars. I mean, this guy was was so, you know, so so well uh, presented his, his material that you couldn't doubt who who can doubt that there's life in space. Right. You know, I mean, he had it wasn't like guesswork. It wasn't like you know anomaly hunger kind of stuff. I mean, it was very scientifically very well done. And uh, so anyway, I definitely recommend that. So what about all the new agey people going, uh, all the love and lighters there who, who already know that there's life in space because they're contacting, they have uh, contact with, you know, alien beings and light beings. And then you've got all these scientists there trying to prove that life is actually in space. Was there a bit of a, uh, did you notice a bit of a disparity there between the two groups? Well, they're actually very two different groups. And I was really surprised because my mindset, you know, I tend to be more scientific, you know, logical about these things. And, you know, I believe in UFOs and everything, but more mainstream, you know, in terms of, of being logical about it. But then you have the other side, like you were saying, people who they call them the experiencers. Right, right. So these are people who experience oh, being abducted. Yeah, being, being uh, abducted or had contact. Uh, for example, like uh, this is kind of a funny story, but I was telling you, I wanted to sell my book, Alien Cartel, was my main thing, and I made a T-shirt with the the thing at the oh, back, right. you yeah, know, yeah. my cover. How'd that go? Yeah, so I worked pretty good, and uh, it went good. You know, yeah. I kind of met a lot of people, sold like fifteen bucks. And, Sweet. And I was going to like the venue, you know, where they were selling things. Yeah. And so this one lady was there selling something, and so you know, let's just trade. I trade you my book for one of her books. <laughs> So anyway, so we did a trade type of thing. I saw the next day anyway. She goes, hey, uh, author guy, come over here. I want to talk to you. I said, yeah. She goes, you know, the cover, the alien cartel. She said, it's, it's, it's really shit. That's <laughs> her exact, exact words. I go, what? Well, you know, you can't present aliens in a bad way. You know, because my cover is kind of, you know, graphic. You know, it's kind of like, you know. Kind did of you say you should have seen the original one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> But I said, well, what are you talking about? She said, well, the aliens are good people. Yeah. They don't like to be presented in a bad light. Uh 
Uh, and you can, they're going to get upset. And that's and what you're doing is really negative, what Hollywood's doing. And so, oh, so you know this personally, you know? Like, say, so yeah, I've contacted them, and they told me, you know, to help, you know, dispel this image of, this negative image, like bad PR for the aliens. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Did you tell her it was just a novel? Yeah, yeah. Well, she was, uh, the book she had was about her experiences with, you know, contacting good aliens. And anyway, so I thought that was interesting. You know, it's like I was the bad guy because I was presenting aliens in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. Then I said, but your cover's like shit. I said, really? Damn. <laughs> Maybe the no, aliens really, don't like you dissing people's covers. I know, I know, exactly. So there was that, and, and in the morning sessions there, they would have these experiencer uh, sessions where people would be in a, a, a regress into abduction scenes early in their life or whatever. And, and there was, a, I mean, hundreds of people listening to it and checking it out. And uh, just about everyone I talked to, you know, I said, hey, how you doing? I'm trying to sell a book, you know, and, you know, and the first thing they would say is, well, I'm a hybrid. <laughs> well, I mean, what does one, one say to that? <laughs> I know, exactly, I know. It's like trying to be polite, you know. I said, well, I don't see any pointy ears or anything, you know. I don't know. Pisces. You know. <laughs> but it's cool, you know, if that's what you believe in, I mean, I don't know. You know, maybe these guys were abducted, and, and this one lady said, yeah, my mother is human, but my father's an alien. And I was the result of this, you know, this combination. And I mean, there's a lot of people like that. So, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Did you happen to see Mike Clellan's presentation? No, I, I missed that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, it's really very, very good. I will go to it again for sure. Are you guys planning on doing maybe that next year? Or? Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe. Where's it held? Yeah. It's in uh, Scottsdale, or kind of close to Scottsdale, okay. like Fountain Hills, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Fountain yeah, okay. Hills. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful there, so we're going mm -hmm. on a golf trip down to Phoenix uh, soon, and I'll probably go to Sedona at some point this year, and then we'll go to Paradigm 2014, so that's yes. looking really cool this year. The lineup that's, that's is like, awesome. Yeah. Is so, that always held in the same place, too? Yeah, St. Paul, oh, Minnesota, yeah, yeah. or Minneapolis this is time, it? yeah. Yeah, then you were saying that Von Daniken is going to come back to that? Yeah, and, and uh, fucking Graham Hancock yeah, Graham and Hancock. Richard Dolan. Awesome. Right. Yeah, so definitely we'll see you guys there. Yeah. I will be there, hopefully. <laughs> so anything else you want to mention? Any, do you want to, got any guests uh, you want us to, to have on the show? Any topics you want us to cover? Well, yeah, I, I tell you, I've been listening to you guys. You guys are like whipping out these podcasts left and right. <laughs> really, man. It's like, stuff to you, keep up. I know. You guys are doing, I mean, uh, you have a, a, a shock coming up, right? A what? Shock, yeah. Shock. yeah. Oh, shock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's one one I would have liked to have seen on your show. And I met him at the Paradigm, you know, I got with his book, and uh, he's autographed it for me. But he is one I'm definitely looking forward to listening to, yeah. so I'm glad you booked him. Yeah. Yeah, those ancient that? mystery ones are always fun. And it looks like we're going to have Chris Ryan right away here, too. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Yeah, we're yeah we're in a bit of a groove right now. It's going good. That's very good. <laughs> and you started it all off, buddy. Yeah. Hey man, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Ahead of the spear. Yeah. That's it, man. Hey, I like you guys. Uh, how you guys' office there is looking? It's looking really good. It's very professional. It's cozy. Thanks, buddy. We're gonna get a webcam installed eventually up in the corner. 
don't know. The eye. <laughs> but that's not really a priority. The all-seeing eye. <laughs> they love crotch cams, too. Crotch <laughs> cams? Sweaty, sweaty bum cams. Well, all right, buddy. Thanks yeah, again for, for joining us again. Yeah, let yeah. us know when that book comes out on audio, and we'll, uh, we'll plug it through our portal. That's what she said. <laughs> you can't do it on yourself. Sounds good, guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> like making your own makeup. All right, thanks. Okay, Ephraim, thanks again. Take care. All right, guys. Okay. See you later, man. show that was our passport to grime america 2.0 2.0 yeah <clears throat> yeah it's too bad it's uh what's three months later but is it three april may yeah it's about two and a half maybe is yeah, that we, all it is yeah, yeah it's not <clears throat> we're between moving and everything else oh, it's yeah. been a hectic couple months so i think we just finally got everything how we want it so we Still apologize to all the participants <laughs> for the yeah, for the tardy almost, release but it's almost time to record the next one i know but you know what honestly we had the guests were asking a lot like more than usual when's it when's mine coming out when's mine coming out so we kind of had to 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 put passport aside and and pull the guest one out you know quicker yeah, exactly. We got to keep the uh, the guests happy, yeah. but we got to keep the listeners happy too. I guess uh, when it come, boils down to it, the listeners are the the bosses. That's right. So uh, thanks for everyone who called in. Of course, we'll do another one. Uh, I don't know, maybe summertime, sometime into summer. Yeah, and maybe we'll release it maybe before Christmas. Paradigm or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe right before Paradigm. That's a good idea. So uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who called in, and uh, you know. You didn't get just time we'll catch you next time yeah it's super fun chatting with uh, everybody about crazy shit yeah we're gonna uh, we're gonna release our roundtable episode here too in just a couple of days uh i think this will come out this probably thursday if you're downloading it or i'm gonna release this one thursday and then the roundtable either saturday or sunday oh you're committing to that eh yeah just committed not like it matters <laughs> i've lied to them before <laughs> so I psilocybin took fucking month and a half passport took two and a half yeah it's true. streak developing yeah but yeah thanks to everyone thanks for listening uh i suppose we'll have some sort of show notes for this episode mainly the music yeah and um and contribute please help yeah. us with our expenses help us pay the bills go to the money bomb page on the website and sign up for a grammarica email address yeah. darren's still giving them out for five bucks a month 
Yeah, I think they're. Oh, we just had another one today. So oh, really? Going down. Yeah. Oh. I'll get a count going. I'll get a tally going. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then uh, what else am I gonna say? Oh yeah, email us feedback. Always appreciate it. iTunes uh, reviews are cool too. My email is g r a h a m at com. Twitter Darren at at Gramerica. Yeah, we like to spam gram around here. So on that note, uh, we bid you adieu to the next passport. Uh, we'll leave you. Uh, we'll leave you with our our final passport guest of this episode. We'll play it out with that. Alrighty. The phone losers of America voicemail box. If you're calling about the Craigslist ad, guess what? It was fake. We were just going to make fun of you and be an asshole, and we were going to say things about your mother, what and we were fuck? also going to rip you off. So it's fraudulent and fake. Do you remember and this from you last report, time? Report the ad to Craigslist so other people don't have to suffer the wrath of talking to us on the phone because we're just going to be huge jerks and record it and put it on our YouTube channel, and you don't want that. So report the ad. Please, please report the ad. If you'd like to leave a message at the tone, you can do that. Sweet. Well, this got left in our mobile site inbox to call this number, so... This is the Passport episode of the Grime America show, and there used to be a long list of fucking options to choose from. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what happens when you procrastinate two and a half months. Yeah, shit.